You're listening to another Mariners podcast by the fans and for the fans with news and views on the Claret and Blues. Yeah, I know one, man. Have a listen. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Mariners podcast. An opportunity for us to dissect everything that's been going on with South Shields Football Club in the last few weeks. My name's Chris May, and alongside me, I have Ronnie Pete and Terry Wilkinson. Good morning to you, gentlemen. And um, what a few weeks it's been since the last time we sat together on the 27th of January. We could say there's been one or two twists and turns along the way. Ultimately, 11 points from a possible 21 in the league and the small matter of a a victory in the Durham Challenge Cup that got us through to, to the final. But of course, South Shields Football Club's ultimate aim is to progress through the leagues and so it's the league which takes precedence so gents 11 points from 21 Ronnie not quite good enough no when we just added it up there before it shocked me that it was that low of a return to be Mm. honest but the one thing I will say is it's been every match has been very exciting Mm. along the way oh yeah it's uh, every match counts it's just brilliant to watch it unfold but that return 11 points from 21 is it's caused us damage, and now we find ourselves behind the yeah the yeah. front two. I um, mean, looking at that now in in the fixtures and results from the last program, that spell there is barring that one where we lost what four. six matches out of uh, eight seven six yeah. out of eight. That was our injury crisis, wasn't it? Well, yeah. At the start well, of the season. Yeah, to be fair, we we have had. Um, the last few weeks we've had an injury crisis as well. I mean, Finner probably talk about that later on. Mm. But, you know, he had that ankle problem and then he seemed to be fit. But then we heard he had a, picked up a virus or something. So I just don't know what the state of play is at the moment. No, his knee injury was more serious than the first first thought. I've seen him on crutches with a boot on. So clearly the ankle injury is more serious than first right. thought. Yeah. Um, we have missed Finner. Um, I think, I think just his nuisance value, I think more than anything else. Which Ben Harmison has kind of filled that void in the last couple of games to be honest he's done well Ben but um, if we look back to the we last sat straight after the Whitby Town game when we we beat Whitby 5-2 it was kind of in our hands then we produced some terrific particularly terrific away performances clean sheets and it was in our hands we'd done the hard work we thought and then we entertained Bamba Bridge and we threw away a two goal lead twice Wow, that was just totally unexpected. And yeah. One of those games where you think, how how did we do that? Yeah, uh, we were leading 2-0 at half-time. Yeah. Um, I think it was 20 minutes to go and then they started coming back into it. Again, we missed chances. Yeah. Which seems to be a running theme across the last the last few matches. Yeah. And we're just letting teams off. Bamba Bridge is a perfect example of that. And by the way... We should have probably been beaten 4-3 four, four, because mm. they missed a one-on-one in the yeah. last minute. Yeah. If my memory serves me correctly, um, their equaliser was avoidable as well because we had a we had one a, a lad on the post. He left the post Yes. and the ball went in. I think that was Daly. It was Daly, Daly yeah. I think that was his debut. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll speak about Luke a little bit later. But um, that kind of... <laughs> the rot set in then because... We'd put pressure on ourselves unnecessarily because yeah. we then have to go to Grantham. And I, I travelled with the team that night and um, it, it really brought home to me just how difficult away games are, particularly midweek 
It was an 11-hour trip, and it was coach travel. It was uncomfortable at times. Mm. You've got players who are turning up at the club. You've got players you pick up at Peter Lee. You've got a player you pick up at Wolverston. You've got players who make their own way there, and when you get there, they're sat in the dressing room. Mm. They've then got 45 minutes to suddenly get themselves ready and, and perform. And most of those players would have been working on that day. Yeah, right? they've yeah. all worked. They've all, all worked. And mostly the lads who met there made their own way because they'd been at work. You then get there and you then, because of the result on a Saturday, you find yourselves under more pressure. Mm. And we left ourselves susceptible to the break. And that kid who was on loan from Lincoln... Who was oh, th- Adebayo Jones or something. Uh, he was phenomenal. Well, he was phenomenal that night yeah. at Grantham. Mm. Defenders they made don't nine like, changes, yeah. they? Yes. They made yes. nine changes. The team that played that night hadn't played together before. No. Half of them hadn't met each other before. And they were outstanding. Didn't cause us any problems bar on the break. They utilised that kid's pace. Mm. Defenders don't like pace. And he frightened them. I think he'll go far that lad, seriously. Well, he will. The Premiership, I think. But our defenders really were caught on the hop, I think. He frightened them early on. They deservedly took the lead. We huffed and puffed, but to be honest, we, we kind of dominated the game. We dominated possession. It was a difficult pitch, and we, we did all right. Mm. Get ourselves back into the game with an equaliser, and then just naively throw the kitchen sink and, and get caught on the break again. With a, a goal which I felt Liam Connell could have made more of an effort to try and save, by the way. But we threw it away. The bright spark that night for me was Ben Harmison when he came on because um, we went route one when he came on because we'd been route one quite a lot all night with long diagonal balls. You've got Titch and and David Foley up front. They're not going to win anything in the air. So they they continue to play that long diagonal ball. Ben then wins just about all of them and we then have a, a new outlet. And uh, he made a massive difference that night. Yeah. But it's, ultimately, it's yeah. a 2-1 defeat. There's a recurrent theme, isn't there? We dominate the game. Yeah. We yeah. get into the game or we're heading the game. And then somehow we manage to, to throw it away. Well, I don't know whether it's lack of concentration or uh, inability to take the chances because it's a pressurised situation. But there's something that's happening which is... Well, that gate, Grantham game, we equalised early. Um, Titch's goal was ruled out offside. I, I've looked at it again and again and again, and I'm not sure he was offside, to be honest. But saying that, there was a bit of naivety. You, you're you 1-1 with about 15 minutes to go. You've got the hold of the game again, yeah. and we just go gung-ho and get caught. Again on the break, mm. we couldn't handle that lad's pace, and he, he, he hurt us. I thought after that night, I thought Grantham would start climbing the table and take points off a lot of other clubs they haven't really done it to be honest no um, which and uh, <laughs> well I know we're talking about the North Ferriby thing and the points implications on that but if it goes one way Grantham are slap bang in the relegation yeah they? they are are they yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but coming back to that I mean we spoke earlier on about there was an earlier bad spell very mm. bad spell October October yeah I spoke when I spoke to Liam Graham after that and raised the spectre of midweek away games. They both just that completely. But uh, it has to have an effect, surely. I just felt that I'm glad I wasn't playing that night because mm. you know I'm, I'm, it's a long time since I've played. But we're glad you weren't playing that night. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. But um, but seriously, um, yeah. it, it, it's it's not ideal preparation, which to me hurts even more when you you get yourselves back in a game and you throw it away because you've got yourself a point. Yep. Yeah, you know that you start with a point, 
and if you, if, you, if you took a point, I would, any point that you get away from home midweek is a good point in my view now. Having experienced what I experienced that night, mm. an 11-hour journey, getting home at 2 o'clock in the morning, that's really tough. Yeah. So to come away with nothing after getting themselves back in the game, that you know, everyone was quite low coming back that night. Wasn't there a bit of uh, trouble with fans and Graham having a bit of a... Yeah, set to about something or other. Yeah, and it ended that, up in the paper the next day. It did. It was about I think not enough kind of um, passion from the from the sideline. I didn't right. get. I was way up in the stand. You know, I didn't get that. But I don't think you could fault the lads' effort that night. And uh, they worked really hard. Ultimately, they were undone by two quick counter attack goals. They had warnings earlier from that lad. You know, whose pace was frightening. But ultimately, we, th- we threw it away. And then we have Warrington straight after. They showed clearly why they are where they, they are. They did. Not the best side in the yeah. world. But it was a wonderful well. game of football to watch. Tremendous. To yeah. You pay your money. Just the wrong result, that. that's all. But yeah. 2 0 down quite early, weren't we? Their second yeah. goal was a, a screamer of a goal. And then we end up just trying to get back into the game for the. Well, that spell the in the first the half, when we were 2 0 down, that spell of football we played leading up to half time was absolutely sensational. Yeah. Half time came at the wrong time. We had them on toast. We were fantastic after the half hour leading up to half time. Deservedly pulled a goal back and then we threw the proverbial at them and they showed why they've got the best defensive record in the league mm. by a country mile. I thought we ran out of ideas in the end and we just started punting the ball up in the air. But do you um, not give credit to Warrington for that? Oh, oh yeah, they were very strong, organised. Yeah. They were a very good team. Definitely. It did smack a desperation in the last 10 minutes or so, didn't it? We but didn't it make for more excitement? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, every yeah. game's been like exciting because of the situation. For a neutral amazing. observer. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And how pleasant was that to see after a defeat how Warrington's players were applauded off the pitch yeah. compared yeah. to the Fallsley Celtic <laughs> players? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but no, both teams were a credit to the league. Mm, Fabulous that day. Unfortunately, then, though, that... That loss set us way back. After the Grantham and after the Bamber Bridge draw, we lost a lot of ground. One point from nine? Yeah, we lost a lot of ground with that game. Yeah, um, one point that, we, so, that we're still trying to pull back. We are, but we go to Bamber Bridge and we prove why we are where we are, i.e. the top of the top echelons of the league, because we went to Bamber Bridge <clears throat> and we were outstanding from minute one. That was the quintessential away performance. We dominated the game without going gung-ho. We wiped the floor with Bamber Bridge, in my view. Um, neither of you lads were there, were you? Were you there? No. no. Is that, was Mason, that, Mason came back that game? Mason came he? back that game. We'd missed him badly, but um, the whole team played fantastically well that day with good game management. They got a sniff in the early second half. They got a chance, but other than that, we were in complete control of that game. We kept the ball and we utilised what we have, which are good footballers across the park. We played excellent football without going gung-ho, and we had our first sighting of Connor Bell, who has been brought in to fill a bit of a void, obviously, with Finn has been, been injured, and he showed glimpses of why he's been signed. He did. Mr Sitter. Wow. I was right behind you know, the ball. It was a fantastic ball in from the right, and he just mistimed his... Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen him much, obviously, but he always looks sharp, he looks goal-hungry, he looks the part, and I'm mm-hmm. sure he'll be good. But I come back to what we've discussed before on this, because we always seem to be beset by having to bring new players in, because some of the 
regulars are injured, etc. And it's, I think you do need three or four games before these guys can play. And mm. then they need to play it together as a team. They do, and that's and where it's been part of the problem. I'm not excusing anything else, but uh, Luke Daly is a case in point. Every mm. game he plays, he looks gets better, better, looks the part. It was the same with Law. We had in, it's, it's been the story of the season. We had integrate Nathan Law, yeah. yeah, and then we've had integrate Harmison, mm-hmm. yeah. And now we have, then daily we have to integrate him, then Bell, and we're eight games left in the season. We haven't got a fully integrated team yet. No, no, no um, but it's nearly there. It's Maybe nearly a there. couple of days and a yeah. couple of games, and it'll be there. I think daily and Low, whichever league we are in next season, will create havoc together. They're good friends off the pitch, That's right? Yeah. But on the pitch, you can see there's an understanding there. You can see they've both been schooled at Premier League clubs. Mm. Particularly Daly, mm. whose vision and, and quickness of feet, quickness of thought is fantastic. He's got that mobility in the midfield we've been crying mm. off for. Mm. I mean, Briggs, Turnbull and uh, I can't remember who were the, always the three in the midfield. And they were good and they're creative, but the thing I always felt that they lacked was that mobility. Yeah. To get past the strikers and to get wide, Daly's definitely got that. He's got it. He's got and and also, what, what he does is allow, he allows Phil Turnbull to be Phil Turnbull. Yes. Yeah. which is he can dictate a game without having to be gung-ho. He's come yeah. up in my estimation the last few games, actually. Phil Turnbull. We're starting to see the, the Phil Turnbull that Mark Carruthers yeah. said, what, yes. you know, the best midfielder yeah. in northeast non-league football. And I think that the insertion of pace with Luke Daly and Nathan Lowe is allowing Phil Turnbull to, to be himself. That's an interesting point, because I'm looking back at my notes, and the bad patch against Bamba, Grantham and Warrington is when we started to play Baxter in midfield and Brown right back. Turnbull was on the bench a couple of times and I, I don't think we, we had the fluidity in the team we used to. I, I know Brown played all right, right back, Yeah. but I think we lost a lot by doing well, that. You will. On the flip side of that, though, we churned out some terrific away results at Witten and Baseford with Brownie at right back because what he gave you was an additional centre-half to defend set-pieces and um, we came away with clean sheets and one of the other Achilles heels of ours tends to be these daft goals we give away. Yeah, that is a worry. The lack of clean goal. sheets, isn't oh. it? Yeah, we we'll always throw some. We we'll always give the opportunity, a cha- uh, the team, an opportunity mm. or a chance where we're totally on top, and they they normally put it in. It's normally in the second half, mm. and it normally puts us under pressure. But I mean, in, in the Grantham, sorry, you know, Ronnie, but in, in the Grantham game, John Shaw was missing for personal reasons. That yeah, night, John was so on the bus and had to get off. Yeah, His son went really? to the hospital. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, he was literally on the bus and had to get off. But if you look at the, the daft goals we concede, if you look at the, you know, the clean sheets that we've managed to get in recent times, more often than not, they've been away from home. Mm. Witten, you know, Baseford, Bamba Bridge, game management. Baseford were shell-shocked after that. 8-3 home defeat yeah. to Hyde, wasn't it? Yeah. They, yeah. Were, they were just not a team at all. Yeah, they, they weren't. Obviously, the manager's gone since then yeah. now, since we've yeah. lost that. But... There was a bit of naivety creeps in at times, in my view. Just daft goals. Yeah. I mean, the Buxton game. It's concentration, isn't it, really? Well, the Buxton game. You know, we, we take the lead against Buxton. We dominate the play. We look solid. We look, and then we give a daft goal away from a set piece. Back post header, wasn't Back it? Back post header. In what? Just after we'd scored. I mean, it's just it's it's basics. And then again, we throw the proverbial at them. And then their goalkeeper produces the performance of his life. Probably, yeah. 
Although we allowed him to make two of those saves. Two of them were world, genuine world-class saves, yeah. but two of them we allowed him to make them because we hit the ball at him instead of wide of him. Mm. And we hit the post twice. We hit the post with twice. Some, yes. with two big did, chances. Yeah. Again, yeah. had we not conceded that sloppy goal, we wouldn't have had to do that. It's sloppy goals. This is why clean sheets are important. They're very important. They? And um, if you look at Warrington's record in clean sheets and, and how many goals they've conceded, they, they are far better than us defensively. Yeah. And that shows now because they've got four more goals than us in the goal difference. So it, it all counts. Yeah. When Warrington concede, they concede in batches. They'll concede mm. three or four, or they'll not concede at all. We, on the other hand, just give away daft goals. We don't get prized open, we just open ourselves up. And that's a real worry as we come into the, the final stages of the season. Because the Buxton game was another kind of... They were there for the taking. Yep. You know, we absolutely dominated a game which, to all intents and purposes, we look at it on paper, you think, well, that's a, a banker, three points. Especially going one nil up so early. Yeah. It's such a shame, really, because we've given ourselves opportunities all season to really kick on. We've got you know everything. We've managed to claw back deficits and get it back into our hands and we give it away. Yes, it adds to the excitement of it all. But it doesn't do anything for your nerves, does no, it? No, and I think that might be one of the reasons as well, that the ground just seemed, in the second half, if we're not more than two goals up, I can sense like nervousness in the mm. crowd. A lot of nervousness. And I think that transfers onto the players. But we've got some very experienced players. Mm. I can't put my finger on it, but in the second half at home, there is a lot of nervousness that does affect the game. I can pick this it up. Cries, I don't know if anyone else can. I think it's psychological. Yeah. Yeah. But there's cries of shoot, shoot, you know, when, <laughs> from when 40 the, from yards. 40 yards. Yeah. However, I will say this: the home game against Marine the other night was a night where really we should have been taking more shots mm. because of the prevailing conditions. Make the keeper work. I mean, look at the, they hit the bar with a from nothing, you know. So the shoot the shoot thing is is very interesting because I was I was next to you uh, at the Bamba Bridge game. Mm-hmm. Um, in the main stand and you, you'd have a player that's 45 yards out on the, the wrong foot mm. and there's some of them are screaming for him to shoot and if he doesn't shoot they get so upset mm. it's just bizarre no, that is bizarre and if I was a, if I was a player it's bizarre if I, and I knew the game I, that, it wouldn't worry me too much because yeah. but there are occasions where we should <clears throat> make the keeper work and we don't in the Marine game the other night a ball came out I'm not, I don't know what it was Turnbull I'm not sure but it came, and it came on the half volley and it was asking to be belted, yeah, belted, and we didn't. And they are the instances where we we could. That yeah. was a game for me, Marine, where I think we missed a trick. Mm. We made we it did. nervy. We had no, no reason whatsoever to make that nervy because they were there for the take and they were average. They'd had a, a three-hour journey on a awful Liverpool there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I know the conditions, yeah, the wind. But, oh, that was horrible. But we, yeah, that was a game for me where we could have really yeah. made a real. Surge with our goal difference. 2-0 mm. up. But come back to the shoot business, I mentioned this hit in the drop, but Graham said, what, when they're 45 yards out and on their wrong foot? Which mm. is fair comment. But standing behind the opposition goal, as I always do, there seem to be every game, there's at least four or five chances where they just give it an extra touch mm. that probably that isn't needed. It's very much an Arsenal thing. Under Wenger, they were, you know, when Arsenal were at their peak, mm. you'd think, shoot, man. <laughs> Trying to score the perfect goal. And with Nathan Lowe in there, he's got a great dig on him. So, yeah. but he, and he scored quite a few good, good goals. But mm. 
I think there's I think there are times when we should be shooting, but there are other times when the crowd is shouting well, shoot when we should be playing. Yeah. So good um, players will know, should know. But I just thought the Marine get you know, after all the, the difficulties we would had, i.e. giving the two goal lead away against against Bamba, losing away to Grantham, losing home to Warrington, you then get yourselves dusted down, you just start a bit of momentum again. Lose it with the, with the draw against Buxton, but then another very good away performance at Mickelover. Got Did you see the, vi- the, the video highlights? It looked like they were playing on a backfield. Yeah, Mickelover. It just shows you the difference between resources in this league. Yeah, we've got this beautiful mm. setting. <laughs> they look like they're playing on a backfield. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a it's a cricket ground. It's a multi sports ground. Yeah. It's a massive it's a massive quality, sport. Yeah. You know, But but then Marina, I just felt we missed a trick. I, I don't know about you guys. We we had the game sewn up two 0 It just cried out to go and get a third. Not not go silly, but just get a third goal. Put them out of the picture. They would have lost a lot of adrenaline. Yeah. We give away that. We put fire in their belly. We did after that goal. Well, their goal was a big punt up field. Caught the wind. Big lad knocks it down to the little lad. He has a punt at it. The wind affects it. Goes in the corner. And cool. then then we're back under pressure. Um, it's just a simple goal to concede. And we put pressure on ourselves again. It's the it's a recurring theme of the last. They should have been nowhere near getting a goal against us, mind in my view. Yeah. Um, they were they were there for the taking that night. They they were average, and hope yeah. I hope that that doesn't come back to haunt us in terms of goal difference, mm. because taking eleven points from a possible twenty one leaves us in third place. Although yeah. we are still handily placed, because of course the twists and turns of this league means that Warrington and Farsley aren't guaranteed to get three points every week. I've thought long and hard and I couldn't see how Farsley or Warrington would lose nine points. But it's possible. Warrington lost against Lancaster. That's uh, that's the, the craziness of the league. Farsley Celtic, their Achilles heel might be their pitch if they want to continue to play football. Yeah, so we're four points away from Farsley, two points away from Warrington. We've all played the same amount of games. Mm. Both teams have got a better goal difference by four than us. Mm-hmm. So they're in the, the box seat. The run-ins are interesting. We've got Scarborough at home, Gainsborough away, which are the only two teams we're playing in the top nine. But we've also got Baseford at home. And Baseford at home is not going to be as easy as Baseford away. It probably won't be, no. They were going through a terrible time with yeah. injuries and they got spanked by Hyde, didn't they? Yeah. I've got yeah actually, manager. we've got Hyde next week. Hyde. That's not going to be an easy really game. Really tough game, that Hyde. So we've got really a, quite a tricky running. We have. But if you look at Warrington's, you know, away, we've got <coughs> Matlock, not an easy place to go. Scarborough at home. Scarborough will have potentially have a new manager yeah. that day. They've got Stafford away and Stafford beat them at their place. See, Warrington got to play Scarborough as well. Yep. So it's still all there to play for. I just think we missed a trick with goal difference. That might come back I, to home. I, I think Farsley's got the easier running. They've got some tricky away games at Whitby and Buxton. Mm. But as I say, uh, their, their pitch, their pitch is not conducive to good football. If they want to play good football, they don't play good football. Do they? <laughs> well, the, well, yeah, they can. But what might put a, a little twist in the tail is matters involving North Ferriby. Mm-hmm. Tragically, a, a good club with good people around it involved with it going out of business. It's a tragedy. Terry, you know a little bit more about this than, than, than most. But I do, yeah. I've been following it for quite a while because I've got a friend who, who's a fan and basically it comes down to rogue management. And the guy, Jamie Waltham, thought he bought it debt-free. In fact, there weren't any outstanding debts at the time, but there were contracted debts. 
for things like the ground, which is the one that the, the winding up order was concerning. But there's also kits, etc., 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 regular contractual things that he mm. clearly wasn't aware of. There was also £10,000 that they had to pay the tribunal for two guys that had been sacked. You know, it, down to due diligence mm-hmm. or lack of. Yeah. And now we're in a situation where, yeah, they've, had, they've been wound up, liquidators are going in, and it's just a sad, sad situation. Sad, but it, it reminded me the other day of kind of fighting over your... Um, late parents belongings mm. before the funeral even happens because we all yeah. want to know what happens don't we as far as the points and as far as Darren's concerned I mean about a Darren Tinmouth he's the statmeister but there's two ways you can do it isn't they can expunge all of the um, North Farabia results in which case we'll be um, more of a beneficiary than well Farsley will lose six points and ten goal difference Warrington would lose six points and nine goal difference. Mm. We would only lose three. That's because mm. we got beat yeah, off them. Exactly. So, ironically, we benefited. And from only one goal being difference. A poor performance against yeah. Because in our two goals, uh, two games between them, I think we won uh, six two and lost three nil. So there's only yeah, yeah. one goal difference mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Nantwich lose three points and three goal difference. Gaines will lose six points and five goals difference. So and that would actually put us in second place at the moment. And it would be only one point between first, second, and third. That is only supposed to happen if they haven't yet played 75% of the programme. But they have. They have. There are a couple of matches over the top of that. Mm. So that's better for us, but probably is the one that, as you were saying earlier, Ronnie, would. Um, there'd be um, a salvo of writs and mm. legal documents from Farsley and Warrington, anybody who is disadvantaged by it. The other one, Benny Moore rule, they call it. Mm where everybody who's yet got to play Farsley is awarded a nil-nil win. Yeah. So yeah. they get three points. And let's face it, the way North Ferriby has been throughout the season, apart from us, it's an easy three points. Easy so three they'll probably points. get them anyway. So I think that's the fairer way to do it, but of course, it's in the lap of the gods. Evil stick man. What has to happen, though, is for it to be done very quickly so yes, that yes. every club, yeah. whatever the decision still has plenty of games to be able to do it on the pitch. That's right. Yeah. Let's, you know, let, let's not leave it till after the season. Let's go no. because of the, it affects playoffs and everything else. Get it so that teams, it's still in their hands and it's done on the pitch, not off the pitch. I suppose whatever happens, right, you've just got to forget about that and just win yeah. as many games yeah. as you can for the next I'm, games. I'm not interested, really. No. What, what will be, will be. Let's just yeah, do, that's do right. it on the pitch. I know what Lee and Graham would say, well, as they always say, one game at a time. Mm-hmm. We, it's nothing we've got any control over. Let's just yeah. play to win every game. I think whoever can put a decent run together in the next eight games will be the champions. Mm. And what I was looking at it before, we've got a 22-team league and only one goes up. Whoever finishes second, it's going to be so harsh on mm. them. The season that you have and you, and you finish second and you, you can't even go up, you've got to go for the playoffs. I know, that's so really tough. And even then, you win your own playoff, you're still and not you've got to go to another playoff. Uh, this uh, could go on until May, couldn't it? Yeah, it will go on until well, May. Well, it will, yeah, of course. So, the, the playoffs themselves, if Shields didn't quite get the title, I'd still fancy Shields in the playoffs because of momentum. Players like Daly, Bell, will be further integrated in, into the way of playing. You might have the odd player back from injury or whatever, um, I just think that the team who has the the momentum in results leading up to the end of the season but doesn't quite win the title will be in a, in a good position to do well in the playoffs. You've got to get home advantage first. Yeah. You've got to, if you didn't win the league but you, you finish second, you're guaranteed home 
advantage right the way through the playoffs up until the super playoff. And if you've got a better points per game ratio, you're at home again. Because remember, one of those playoff matches is midweek. Right. So if you can get a midweek home yeah. game, it's massive. So if you think about it, the likelihood is that if we were to finish second or third, then we'd be playing either Farsley or Warrington in the final of our playoffs. If you got there. If you got there. Well, depending on if they won their semi-final. Because yes. the way this league is, there's yeah, no yeah. guarantee. You know. That would be a tough game. And then I'd still it, fancy us in a one-off game. I'd is it a one-off game or is it a one-off? Right? No, no. Every playoff oh. game is a one-off. So oh. you've got to get home field advantage. There's no two legs. Everything's one leg. And if you could finish second, you're guaranteed home advantage throughout until you got to the Super Playoff. Chances are you'd still have home advantage in the Super Playoff, the way they, that league's going at the moment. So, so can, I, can I just get this clear in my own mind? Top team goes up as champions. Yes. No argument. Teams two, three, four, and five are involved in the playoffs. Two yes. would play five, right? Two play five, two three play plays five, four. Two would be at home. So two and three are at home. Yes. Against yes. five and four. four. Right. But yeah. then when when the final, if two wins, they get at home. Yeah. But if two lost, then yeah. three or four would be at Whoever's home. Whoever's the highest placed team <laughs> still in, right. in the into the final has home field advantage. Right. You've got to finish second. So yeah. um, once those four have played... Mm-hmm. And the NPL is producing one contender. Yeah. They play against, well, we thought it was the Southern League, but we're not sure. Which we? It'll more than likely be the Southern Premier League Central. And that will be one match, Southern One Death. match. And that will, so the team with the highest points per game ratio will have home field. Right. And, and in it, that league, it's likely to be Stourbridge <coughs> or Kingsland Town. Yeah. But I still think if it was us, or with, well, whichever team, it's more than likely going to have a better points per game ratio. Because to have been denied the league title in our division, and you, you, you're going to be denied narrowly, you'll have had to have won quite a few points. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. What a difference a year makes, though, because this is fantastic. Yeah. It is, isn't it? I mean, you know, we've been kind of concentrating on the negative, etc., etc., a little bit, but we're in an amazing position. And the, and the good thing is that the crowd, the crowds are increasing because yeah. it's so exciting. Yeah. If we were just running away with this league, I don't think we'd see that. Like yeah. we were last season, I don't think you'd see as big crowds. So it's whipping up um, excitement. People are coming to games and they're exciting. They're not just like 5 6 nil walkovers well, the, like they used no. to be. We were told when we won the Northern League by a lot of non-league gurus that the jump in class wasn't much when you go from Northern League to Northern Premier League North. But the gulf from the North Division to the Premier Division is quite, quite big and it's been proved to be the case. Because yeah. the quality in this division is, is exceptional. Um, the defensive kind of robustness mm-hmm. is, is what I've seen. So there's there's players in this league. The other day, uh, I think it was a Buxton player, actually went for a tackle on the ground with his head. Mm. They're willing to just put their bodies in the yeah. way in this league defensively. But Every, which is the, one of the differences I've noticed. Well organised. A lot more ex-pro players. Yeah. Um, loan players as well that are coming players, from yeah. play, it's, well like that Lincoln. lad that keeper, keeper who had the world Chester. he's on loan from Chester City that's Chester right City. Theo Roberts yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean it, it's also a league where you even two thirds of the season where you think yeah it, if I'm playing somebody who's 19th mm-hmm. at home it's going to be an easy they're not. they're not you've got the likes of Michelover. Yeah, they played well Hyde played well when they came here Staley Bridge yes yeah. so Bamba Bridge can yeah. be a bogey team so I mean, I mean I think the fact that Farsi have got to play Bamba. At Bamba, mm-hmm. is not guaranteed three points for them. 
Stafford, Buxton. Took, Stafford Rangers got that postponed game. Yeah. They they took points last week. They're playing three of the top ten. Yeah. So it's all to play for. Very yeah. exciting. So we go into this running. It's a very difficult looking running. You know, we've got Hyde United at home on Saturday. Yeah. They are no mugs. Yeah. No. They, are, they, they are reasonably well organised. We played uh, them twice already because didn't we play them in the trophy or something? Uh, we played them away in the league and lost four one. But then we beat them in the FA Trophy here yeah. 2-1. Yeah. Of course, we should always have too much for them. Mm. The quality of our squad. Mm. But again, um, they will come here. They will be organised and they will be ready for a real 90-minute battle. The return game against Marine, I would fully expect us to go there and win. Having watched Marine on, on Tuesday night, yeah. we should do. There's nothing st- I know it's an away game, but it's a, it's a Saturday. There's nothing stopping us going there getting three points. Hensford at home now. Hensford beat us at their place earlier this season. They, they are no mugs by any stretch. It was Hensford who held Nantwich to four all draw. Yeah. Um, yesterday. Baseford at home. There'll be a different Baseford, um, new yeah, manager. Yeah. Um, but again at home, you're going to win your home game. Stafford away now. Stafford are taking points left, right, and centre off teams all over this league. And then Easter Monday, Scarborough. The big one. The wow. big one. Easter Monday. Big crowd. Yeah. Big crowd. Hopefully entertainment on it afterwards. Hopefully an entertainer 90 minutes beforehand and, and, and another three points. It's going to be a great game because Scarborough will have a new manager. They've got an excellent squad they have. Um, who, who, who can really play good football. Augers well for a fantastic Easter Monday. And then Gainsborough away. Got to remember, teams like Gainsborough, Scarborough, fighting for playoff yeah. places. Yeah. How did we fare against them at home here? Uh, Gainsborough, we won 1-0 so at tight. home. It's very, very tight. It's a hard run. And we've also got the Workington game to rearrange in there somewhere. Oh, yes, of course. I'd imagine it'll it'll be sometime in April, midweek. But their pitch looks like a complete midden. So that'll be uh, <laughs> that'll yeah. be an interesting game. Yeah. That'll be a bit like the Droylsden game last year, which ultimately we won. So many options, though. Even in them games, we've got Harmison. Yeah, you've got... The, this squad is... We cover all, all there. I always get excited when he there. comes on. <laughs> the one thing that's, which is, to me, our Achilles heel is, is the defence, is the defending. Mm. We always seem to... We look vulnerable. Every time we defend a set piece, to me, we look vulnerable. I'm nervous. There is a bit of cause and effect in it as well, you know, because they get pressurised because the strikers aren't putting their chances away. Yeah, yeah. As well. So there is, it is linked. What, what what happened to Harmison when he got sent? It didn't look like Harmison did anything bad. No, he, he looked was, like he was just trying to hold the guy away with his. Well, he was. Oh. He was thinking it was just a flare up. I couldn't see very well because I couldn't get my neck round. <laughs> but the, the, but uh, he was def- obviously shielding the ball in the corner, trying to kill the game off. And a lad came in and forced him off a little bit. It was just a bit of handbags, I think. Mm. Shaved. It you know. look like a red card in this league. Yeah, well, they both got a red they card. Both got they? so you can't yeah. argue. But yeah, but I mean, he's going to miss what two games. If it was oh, violent yes. conduct, yeah. that's the, three. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is I, I I don't know what the determining factor is between two and three. To be honest with you, but I don't know. But but it leaves us with a very very exciting uh, yeah. remainder of the season. Jobers looked good, hasn't it, with the final two games in there? Mm. But we've got players coming back. Kala finally got himself onto a football pitch again, <laughs> which is brilliant, fabulous to see. I really think he could be a huge huge player for us. Mm. Still on that left flank. He's yeah. at Wickham now, isn't he, for a month? Yeah, he's at Wickham. Isn't that where Patterson, Matty Patterson went? Matty Patterson mm. went, Callum Guy's there. Mm. And uh, he got half an hour yesterday, uh, which is good. Graham and Lee were there watching him. 
So fingers crossed he's getting himself back where he needs to be. I, I think he'd be a huge, huge bonus for us, possibly even going into the end of the season. It's a possibility. Playoffs, yeah. you know, if we don't win the league title, playoff football, and he's all, he's genuinely a fit lad anyway. He's looked after himself, and you know, Andy Morris has looked after him, and he's been rehabilitated properly, so he's going to be naturally fit. Yeah, it's just a getting match fit, which is the key thing. But it sounds as if he could be back before finishes, from what we were saying. Yes, he's, he's 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 at Wickham for a month, mm. you know, mid-April. Yeah, with some game time in his legs, and what a boost that would be, you know, oh, a, a fit Anthony Callahan. Yeah. It's huge, huge. Amazing how long he's been out. I think Boxing Day 2017 was his yeah. last game. Yeah. He's had two Incredible. serious injuries. He yeah. had groin trouble when he was at Sunderland and he was out for 12 to 18 months there. Oh, and crikey, was he? You know, and I just really feel sorry for the lad. Even even in that example, the, the depth we've got in our squad on the left flank, you've got Adams, who's, mm-hmm. I think, is playing really well at the moment. Mm. He is at the and moment. And then you've got Loth, who can cover. Yeah. And then you've got Kala. It's it's an embarrassment of riches sometimes this squad. Yes, yeah, it isn't it. But we keep giving away daft goals, so you know something's not right, is it? Doesn't make sense. It it, it doesn't at all. I, I I do think though we will be on the lookout. We should be on the lookout for a new goalkeeper. That, that mm. for me is ultimately where it stems from. And um, harsh might be, but I, I I think we need a new goalkeeper. I'll put it out there, and um, that's something that will have to be uh, addressed. That's just my opinion, and I'm sticking by it. No, I think, to be fair, I think your opinion shared by a lot of people. Yeah. And that's cool. Liam's, and, a good, and, and, Liam's a good goalkeeper, don't yeah, get me wrong. And, and you, you've also made the point as well that if he hasn't got his guy, his guys yeah. in front of him, yeah. and of course, John Shaw was missing for one of them, mm-hmm. uh, Grantham one, yeah. Grantham. he doesn't seem to be able to... Uh, Liam's a very good goalkeeper, a tremendous Northern yeah. League goalkeeper, but at this higher level, he does to me doesn't command his box like he should, particularly at set plays. Liam Connell's built like a proverbial brick outhouse and should be able to command his box more. I mean, he should be flattening forwards. He's he's massive, yeah. Yeah. you know. Obviously, he's not six foot five, but he, he's rock solid and he should be able to to command more, which appear doesn't appear to be happening uh, and that's something that has will have to be addressed whether one of the academy goalkeepers is quite ready i probably doubt that no possibly not plus you got to remember let's not forget there's a lot of lads are going to be out of contract at the end of the season if you remember there's quite a number of them signed two-year deals straight after wembley so those deals come may will be up for renewal i think there'll be again some comings and goings in the summer i just hope that business is done earlier so that we're not playing A N other and A trialist. Oh, and, I hate you know, that. Um, we we need to be using pre-season as an opportunity to yeah. integrate these players that are confirmed as signings. I know it's not. A, this is football, and clubs yeah. will want their money for their yeah. players, and yeah. it's it's not good. But I just hope that things are done more timely. Yeah. Because as you said earlier, Ronnie, we're now in March and we're integrating still players integrate. still. Yeah. Um, through because needs must. I don't we, think it's still. I think it's again. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, yes, of course. Yes, uh, because needs of must. Yeah, we've had to bring players in because of different reasons. Well, I do wonder if we could have got Daly and Bell in earlier. If we if we could have done that, then they would be integrated by now. Well, I don't know whether it was a, the injury crisis that made us get those two players, or whether it was something else, or it could just be a fact that those two players were not available earlier. But if we could have. It would be in a smashing position now, I think. Didn't I hear that it was Conor Bell who contacted the club rather than the other way around? Not sure. Yeah. I don't know. But prior to those signings, did the management 
think that we needed those players. Maybe it's been reactionary rather than because if you think reactive about, rather than proactive. If you think about the start of the season, we were talking about the Holy Trinity up front. Mm. Remember that that was our like yeah. yeah. We couldn't see past that at all. Any of us. None of them are playing. None of them are playing. Well, no. <laughs> did, did a few of them are playing. But but changes so quick. At just changes so quick. And the um, the inclusion of Luke Daly, Connor Bell, Nathan Law. Ultimately, I guess they're going to be vital as we move into the to the home straight. Although we can't lose sight of the fact that um, our academy continues to succeed. It was great to see one or two names on team sheets in the Durham mm. Challenge Cup. Also on the bench. At Michalova, Aaron Thompson, and and these lads continue to to progress and and excel. You wonder if any of them will be ready for next season because there's a few lads who are now at the top end of the, uh-huh. the academy in the yeah. final year. Yes, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> the academy have done extraordinarily well. I won't go through it um, game by game, <clears throat> but basically since we last met, they've played seven games, seven wins. 18 goals for, four against. And, uh, I mean, on, on of those 18 goals, Will McCamley got four of them, mm-hmm. Michael Cockroom got three, Max Coburn got three, and you'll be talking about keepers. Jacob Bramley got one. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't at, oh, there's a corner, last minute, bring the keeper up. He was on, because they'd used all their subs, yes. they swapped over, and Jacob Bramley came up as an outfield player and scored a storm and goal. But they are now, um, this week coming up, there's a top-of-the-table clash with Geisley in the National League Under-19 Alliance. Yes. There is a final versus Baseford mm. at Walsall's ground. And they're also playing in the English Colleges Football Association National Playoffs against Monk Seaton. But keeping on the keeper theme, um, they beat Ralph Thorsby College. I don't know where they are in the earlier round of the playoffs and it was a one-all draw in 90 minutes and won 5-4 on penalties and Aaron Stevens saved mm. three he's the so kid from Chesley Street yeah. who likes the crack mm. he loves the banter mm. a 16 year old kid who was, 16? Yeah, yeah who was able to get himself involved with the Shield supporters in, ah, in that game right, yeah. showed just how much character he is and could potentially be well, he's obviously got talent as well yeah Lee and Graham were quick to snap him up weren't they? Mm. But he's still very, very young. And still got some. He's fairly small as well, I think. So he's got a little bit of growth still him, to, to go. You wonder if, uh, if we were to go for a new goalkeeper, could it be from within, or I, I guess it's going to have to be someone from out. What, Who one, have we got apart from Liam? Uh, Dan Lister. And he's tended to be the, the subkeeper. Cameron, Cameron, somebody. Not sure. But out of them all, I think the one that really excites a lot of supporters is, is Aaron Stevens mm. because of not just his ability, but also that ability to, to mix with supporters and, and get the banter and, and, and react to it yeah. positively. Org as well. So we've watched quite a bit of academy football this year. We have, yeah. Uh, they're all hugely gifted, hugely talented on the ball. Obviously, they're still they're, they're boys, so they've still got some growing to do. Yeah, um, they're great. I mean, I saw them down at Lincoln, and to be fair, they, they were outclassed, and this Jordan Adebayo Smith mm. was playing, he got a hat-trick. But they came back from 4-0 down at half-time, I think, mm. to yeah. get two goals, so the spirit there. I just wonder how many will be ready for next season to go into the first-team mm. squad. Because Project EFL, you know, ultimately the club will be looking to go full-time at some point, and mm. it's these lads that potentially will go full-time. Yeah. I look at the signings of Bell, Daly and Lowe, potential full-timers. 
I don't think there's any coincidence as to why we haven't just broadened the net, as it were, yeah. as what Mark Carruthers said. You know, we're going to have to do that to bring the calibre of player in that we need, yeah. which we are doing. And these lads are potential full timers. Yeah. So these academy lads are potential full timers. So and hard to break into a team in this league. It would be in that young. I mean, yeah. I don't think we've ever had a youngster that's had a, a decent run in the team in ever. In Shields, I can't remember anyone. That it's all been kind of yeah. more experienced players. Mm. It's so hard. You'd have to be something special to get a decent game in the in, in this team in the league. Even if we get promoted or stay in mm. this league, and I you think, never you never yeah. really see very many youngins coming here from other teams unless the team kind of like Ferriby, who yeah. is probably like. Uh, asking players wherever they were playing to come and play. Yeah, they, did, the yeah they were getting from the North East Counties League and uh, all kinds. So you very rarely get You've got to be incredibly good, I think, and incredibly mature as a young kid to get, to get a decent amount of minutes in this at this level. The one that stuck out for me in terms of his his ability to to hold the ball, but because of his own strength, was, was Ethan Bywa. Where he he's the, he's the one that's been on the fringe for two years now. And yeah, he, I think Ethan Bywa, Ollie Scott, Will McCamley, Ollie Scott, Billy Judge, terrific. Yeah, but still very slight mm. yeah. and could easily be. I think you'd either get yeah. through with strength or pace. Mm. If you've got pace, when I watched that Bailey Judson against Gateshead, he was flying. Mm. The problem yeah. with Bailey is that he's a bit hot-headed, and right. and that's the worry in our in the Northern Premier League. Yeah. Defenders aren't going to allow him to just no. well, run rings up. on. They'll, they'll wind, wind him up, up and they'll they'll kick him. But yeah. he looked like he had the pace and the skill to be able to, to make a difference. Yeah, clearly a talented lad. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, I think they are very young, and because of that, they're not physically developed yet. They no. need a bit of uh, girth on them, don't they? They do. So it's all to play for. Yeah, it's the most exciting run in in the Jeff Thompson era. Because, of course, the, the Northern League, we were playing catch-up. But there was a kind of inevitability about there it. There was, yeah. Um, so. This is completely different. This augurs well for a, a sensational end to a, what's already been a sensational season. I've yeah. loved every minute of it. I, I never come to a game in any other uh, way other than being excited. I look forward to every everything. Mm. And I cannot wait for Saturday against Hyde. Mm. I don't think I've ever left a Shields game thinking they just weren't putting their heart into mm. it. There was never. just no commitment. Never. never. They made mistakes, yes. Mm. But, and that's no. what we love about it. It's the commitment that yeah. these guys show. And some of these guys have been playing at a high level, yet they're still mm. coming to the end of their careers and they're still giving it 100%. Mm. That's what we love about it and the connection with the players. And this season, I mean, I've even got Farsley and Warrington on my notifications. <laughs> Whenever they score or they get scored against, it comes through on my phone. Yeah. And all you can hear is Farsley whenever Warrington win. It's, it's absolutely we're on, brilliant. We're on football 24, soccer 24. It's, like, it's yeah. like in the Premier League, the last day. It's like when you know the last day when everyone used to listen to the radio and that. It's like yeah. that. But it's going to be like that for eight games in a, yeah. in a row. I just hope that as these things get more and more exciting towards the end of the season, crowds build again. There was only 900 against Mourinho the night. Oh, it was an yeah, awful night. Was horrible. Yeah. To get 900 is phenomenal on a night like that against just Marine. Yeah. It was a rearranged game as well, remember? Mm-hmm. So it's another, yeah, it and so people that might have made arrangements for a Saturday game would have put work in on the, you know, so... I got a friend who's a whole City fan, and uh, he was at the game. I think QPR they lost yesterday. Yeah, QPR and he's won. sitting next to us. I was chatting to a Scarborough Athletic fan in the next seat at Hull. You had to miss their game this week as the Tigers took priority. But he reckons the Mariners, with all their fantastic support, will get the automatic promotion spot. I think a lot of non-Shield supporters will say that, mm. but Shield supporters know better. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> let's hope so. <laughs> and um, I, I, and we we just tend not to make it easy for ourselves. Old, I just feel that we um, we will get there. I think my my heart says we'll win the league. My head says we'll finish second. Ronnie, I agree with you. I agree with that. I think we'll finish second, and I think we'll win the playoffs. Right, I, I'm going heart and head for championship. Because I think, taking your point a bit further, we are going to click, we are starting to click, mm. and I think we're going to have a really good run in. Therefore, so. no playoffs. This is on the proviso that the Spenny Moore rule yeah, well, is no, invoked. No, well, that would help. Because if Ferriby's record was expunged, mm-hmm. we are the winners, I would put money on us winning the league then. Okay, well, hopefully we'll know this week that decision. Let's hope so. Um, yeah, I mean, the expungement, or whatever you call it, is definitely more in Shields' favour than anybody else's. So, But I don't think the Northern Premier League will be uh, silly enough to, no, I don't to think do that. I, no, that I would open too many cans of worms. Yeah. Let's let's do it on the pitch. It would give them too much work for themselves. Yeah. So. <laughs> let's, uh, let's do it on the pitch. Well, it's been another interesting hour. We've got through quite a lot there because of the fact that there's been so much happening. Mm. Yep. I wonder what the next four or five weeks will bring, gentlemen. We're going to bring it to a close. We hope that you've enjoyed this hour listening to to us pontificate on all things South Shields Football Club. Uh, we've certainly enjoyed ourselves once again. Ronnie, Terry, thank you very much indeed for your time and your input, as always. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. My name's Chris Mayer. Hope you've enjoyed another edition of the Mariners podcast. Keep tuning in if you can. Let your friends and family know about us um, and we shall see you around Mariners Park very soon. But for now, from Terry, from Ronnie and myself, it's bye-bye for now. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this Mariners podcast. There'll be another one along soon before you can say Julio Arca. Mariners.